Can you hear me? I could. Well. <laughs> oh, no. My dress was thirsty. Did I tell you that I thought Saturday was Mother's Day? <gasps> yes. I Okay. So I woke up in just like this. I don't know what you call it. Like I just woke up thinking it was Sunday. Right. And so I'm like texting people and saying, happy Mother's Day, blah, blah. And then I go downstairs and I'm telling Chris because we're supposed to meet his sister for Mother's Day. And I was like, what time are we meeting Michelle? And he's like, uh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, shouldn't we get ready? He's just like, mm, we're a day early. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's oh Mother's Day. And he goes, babe, it's Saturday. We were at work yesterday. Don't you remember? Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Chris, I just texted a bunch of people. And he's just like, well, who did he text? And then, like, I started naming people. He goes, oh, that's okay. Everybody. And then I start naming more people. He goes, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, and I did a group text to my girls at work. <laughs> he's like, babe, they're going to think that you're nuts. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to say sorry to everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, that's making it worse. Well, anyway, I did say I'm sorry to some people. I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm a day early. And some people were like, I, it's totally fine. That means mm-hmm. that you were thinking of me. I appreciate that. Well, a lot of people were posting on like Facebook and Instagram on Saturday anyway. Hmm. People were already like saying that. Oh, okay. And so I guess it was like at any point during the weekend, you can say it. I guess so. I guess so. But anyway, I was uh, very early for some mm-hmm. people. But it was... It was um, but yeah, Mother's Day was good. We went and we did meet Michelle and mm-hmm. we went to go eat at some place in Benson. Okay. Got to sit with uh, Charlie. And mm-hmm. so she took Charlie to her first concert. Oh. They went to a Pitbull concert. Did they really? Oh my yes. gosh. Oh my gosh. She had so much fun. Uh, she had her little earmuffs and uh-huh. stuff. And so, but it was just her and Michelle just had a oh, blast. It was adorable. I bet they did have fun. Yep. Because Charlie... They have dance parties mm-hmm. almost every single night, and they'll just be like, dance party, and that Pitbull fire song yeah. is like on replay. Oh, it's my 546 yawns. <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that out. I don't know yet. <clears throat> if it's funny, we'll keep it. <laughs> but that was that was mine. But um, anyway, how was your Mother's Day? Uh, it was... Um, it was- uneventful <laughs> we took Jonathan's mom to Mother's Day lunch today um yesterday I did absolutely nothing I called my mom mm-hmm. and I talked to my sister and that was pretty much it <laughs> well my mom's on um uh, an Alaskan cruise what so. how did she how did she she always gets those <sighs> oh my gosh she gets all fun these things. like yeah she's like Chris in that regard where they're always getting like these she won this trip or something. I don't know exactly how she got it. I don't know if they. I have no idea. But it's, it's like, like the, the odds are always in her favor. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. And so when I spoke to her or I text her, so I didn't even get to speak to her actually. Um, she said she was in Canada, so I think she's mm-hmm. on her way back. But they were in Juneau. They went. They did a whole Alaskan cruise. And, <gasps> That I bet so that fun. was so much fun. I want to do that one day. Well, I mean, I can't wait to see all the pictures. She's going to flood my, mm-hmm. in, like, she's going to send me so many pictures. I can't wait. And then another good friend of mine, Linda, who I've gone to, um, like, the mountains with. Mm-hmm. So she was on a cruise as well, but she got sun poisoning. <gasps> oh, my gosh. But I'm like, I never knew. I thought sun poisoning, you get, like, sick, like, throwing up. 
and but she says she got like a rash reaction reaction so her face is all puffy I'm like oh that stinks that sucks so bad mm-hmm. Ooh, like, i can't wow. even but cruises, where did she go oh uh, she went to nassau okay. and to princess k or something like mm-hmm. that like she did the um i think hers was a hers was a five-day hour i think but she cruises a lot and so she was able to have like upgraded to some kind of status or something mm-hmm. so she had like the does balcony. she get by herself no she goes with her brother and her brother's family okay. um she's actually gonna go- be going on a disney cruise mm-hmm. i'm so jealous i am so yeah. jealous like i want to go on one so bad yeah have you gone on any cruises never i've never gone on a cruise what yeah oh i wanted I, I really want to i just haven't they're not that expensive no i've noticed that and what's so cool is that I think of cruising as the buffet of travel. We're gonna have to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do that. Let's, let's do, do it. A, we're putting yeah. it in. We're putting we'll do it a, like a. I don't care. It's just cheap. I don't care. I'll just do something. There's uh, there's short ones and there's like some that like port right out of mm-hmm. here, right out of like I think Charleston. They Charleston do some out of Charleston and Virginia and, too, yeah. and it's like nearby, and you'll go like over the weekend and and be back. And like, yeah. They have short ones, like three or four day ones. Mm-hmm. And it will be really fun. Yeah. It's just really cool to just not, because, like, the food's taken care of, and you just party, really, like or or not, or mm-hmm. you can just relax. Mm-hmm. When Chris and I went, we just did a little bit of everything. Um, they had, we, like, met and, like, made friends with people. <laughs> like, we were yeah. just being BFFs with everybody. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun. And what's cool is whenever you stop, you get... That's why I call it like the buffet of travel mm-hmm. is that you get to get like a little piece of the culture and oh my gosh, I was about to yawn again. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is me after work. I am exhausted. <laughs> Today we are recording on a non-regular day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's six o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So usually what I do is um I'd probably be cooking right now. We mm-hmm. do the HelloFresh, so that's been that's been pretty good. Um, I oh did I tell you that we planted the potatoes? No, they are sprouting like crazy. Ooh. So now Wait, I guess so we got to put more on. Top. So do y'all have your boxes in? You, your boxes are in place. Everything's ready. Uh, well, Chris just decided to plant them against my better. I, I not my better judgment, but I said, hmm, I think we're supposed to plant them in something like where you can keep. I guess bearing them mm-hmm. or. So we just put them in a regular planter. Okay, that's so fine. So I don't know if that's deep enough or no, not. That's fine. When it starts getting just, you can pile dirt on it. Yeah. So just keep. So there's green sprouts already. Mm-hmm. So just put more dirt. On um, top. I would let I would let them probably get about six inches, five to six inches tall, mm-hmm. and then cover, um, except the top leaves. You want to leave the top leaves exposed, a little okay. top portion I'll of take it, the and then of them. so just like you just scoop the dirt around them, yeah. and then it'll continue to. When do you know they're grow? ready? So they're going to flower. Okay. They usually have like purple flowers or white flowers. And then once the flower fades, the plant will start to die back and that's when it's ready. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. You did say that. Yep. I'll learn eventually. Mm-hmm. You Typically, you want to give them a little while. So you want to wait for the plant to die back because that allows the skin to harden around the potatoes. Like at any point, you can dig them if you need potatoes. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to have them where they're green. Like if you cut into them or if they the skin looks green because it's still such a young potato, it can actually be poisonous-ish. <laughs> like it, 
I've had them before and like your tongue goes numb and like it actually. Oh, wow. You will feel the sensations. Not to mention it's super bitter. Okay. And so it's like, stay away from those. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So it's its own defense mechanism. It's like, mm-hmm. don't eat me. I'm yeah. nasty. It's, and I, I think they are technically, they are poisonous. Like if you eat enough of them in really? a certain, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It can actually be toxic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's bad. So good thing that, um, yeah. So I'm good thing I have you mm-hmm. to kind of tell me, don't eat that, Christina. Yeah. But yeah, so that was um, pretty much what we did was just, we did just some gardening stuff mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty much, that was all I did for my, for my mother's day. But I'm dealing with a crazy dog at the moment. Uh-oh. Maze, yeah. She, she, so she was on her period. <laughs> she is uh, pretty much done. Okay. Like I think she's done, like it stopped being so swollen and there's no more little messes everywhere. But her, she bit Oscar. Yeah. Was he annoying her? Probably. Okay. They were on their way in the house. Mm -hmm. So we have the doggy door Mm -hmm. and Oscar was, I'm assuming ahead of her. Mm -hmm. I'm in the living room, so I can't really see what's going on. But I heard Mm -hmm. Oscar screaming and then Maze barking Mm -hmm. and then snarling. And so then I come out and I saw her kind of like bite him lunge. or like oh, okay. lunge at him. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled her off or pushed her off and then separated them. And then afterwards we noticed that Oscar Oscar was um, like hurt. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but enough to where now he's even more freaked out at her. Right. He's, yeah. So I'm like, goodness gracious. So Chris was like, we might have to rehome Oscar. And I'm like... <gasps> no yeah like i don't know like i don't know how to feel about that because mm-hmm. i mean what well, you do just, you what do you do in those you situations? make sure she knows that i mean like we you know we made sure that she knew that was not good she got mm-hmm. put on timeout mm-hmm. um and then now we are consciously keeping them separated if there's food anywhere involved we don't keep mm-hmm. them near each other yeah and if they're both outside we're outside with them right like we don't let them leave them alone anymore but I'm just like how have they? How has she acted around him afterwards? Since, because I mean, because all dogs will get into a scuffle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so the difference is that like she's a big dog. Yeah, he's a little a, dog. A little so. scuffle can like kill him. Yeah. Um, I would say that she's just like whatever. Like she doesn't. Okay. She's completely left the cat alone, and so we let the cat out now mm-hmm. too. But still, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, um, we just can't trust her with. The other dogs mm-hmm. alone. So if we're not home, she's kenneled. Mm-hmm. If she's out, someone's with her, which isn't that hard because she's a Velcro dog. Right. She will be attached to. She's attached mm-hmm. to either Chris or me. Wherever one of us is, that's where she is. So there's that. But it's just like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I just How old is she now? Wait. Um, the tw- I think she's gonna be eleven. She'll be eleven months. She's a year in June. Yeah. She's still very much a puppy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they say with her breed, she's technically not an adult till after, what, two years? And I'm like, Yeah, Ooh. it's like. Like, she'll be a puppy for that long. Yeah. Like, the old, the bigger mm-hmm. dogs seem to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. What about Noble? Like, how, when did you feel like her kind of calmed down? Definitely the two-year mark is where she, she kind of settled in. Moxie, same. Because mm-hmm. Moxie, I don't know if you remember, she was a little loca. Like mm-hmm. she was. Well, look at Cody. Cody was like that. I mean, he's still like that sometimes, but he's seven now. 
he was up until he was three or four, he was still acting very crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's only been recently that he's even started settling down and getting to where he'll listen. And it's like it doesn't matter how much you you try to scold him for things or he just does not learn. And it's only been recently that he's settled down enough where he actually will listen to you. He'll do what you say. And We try to celebrate all the little times that she even just looks at us when we call her name to like clock that. So yesterday, um, it was a milestone. She mm-hmm. was barking out in the in the backyard and we called her. She's smart enough to know that if we call her, mm-hmm. it's because she's about to get locked up. So she plays keep away. So when mm-hmm. Chris goes to lunch and he lets her out, she runs away from him yeah. and it's like, what the but anyway, so she actually came this time. Mm-hmm. So we called her and she came. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. But I was wondering, um, we could talk about confrontations. Okay. Because I think that that's something that I struggle with mm-hmm. and in a professional sense. And then also personally, like okay. how do you deal with confrontation? So that wasn't a very good segue, but I just thought it. <laughs> so we'll edit it. How, how do I deal with confrontation? I yeah. avoid it. Yes. <laughs> me I mean, too. honestly, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't always avoid con- uh, confrontation, but there's certain times where I'm like, I can tell that confrontation at that moment would not be a good thing. So I kind of will try to divert and kind of skirt around it a little bit um but do you have like particular instances or like something an example so on a professional sense so there in a professional sense there's two to me at least i think of two major components of confrontation Mm -hmm. one being the public i deal with the public right so it's dealing with a pub like someone from the public Mm -hmm. being confrontational and i feel like that is the one i'm most comfortable with Right. As opposed to, say, confrontation within my establishment. Right. With a coworker, with a coworker. A colleague of some sort. Right. Or a or, peer. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm sure there's different degrees of confrontation even within that because there's mm-hmm. confrontation with uh, someone above a superior you. superior versus, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just to kind of keep it simple, um, I would say that confrontation with, say, the public where you can kind of use the institution that you're representing to kind of have your back. Mm-hmm. At least you'd hope that they would. Right. So in that instance, I stick to policy and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And just, you know, stick to my guns, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or especially if it's um, someone from the public and they've already been told by somebody else something. Because I'm in management. So I get passed on after the frontline line can't, right. you know, fix the situation because of whatever. Mm-hmm. It gets passed on to me. So most of the time, I'm just repeating what right. someone else You're said. reinforcing what yes. someone else has said. Yes. Yeah. So that part makes it simple, I guess, because I'll mm-hmm. just kind of stick to that. And it's just more of a, hey, you know, this this is a situation. But what I try to do is I try to highlight not what I can't do and what can't be done, but what I can do mm-hmm. and to show them that, one, I heard them. Right. And two, I'm going to try everything in my power to fix it. I'm, but I may not. 
mm-hmm. but I'm going to try. And it may not be exactly what they want, but you can find a workaround or you can find some sort of compromise that is acceptable. Right. And I think those are those are the two biggest things is recognizing the fact that you are listening to them. I think that's the biggest one. And then and because most of the time and that's the thing that I have noticed when I have someone say someone comes in and they're aggressive and they're frustrated and all of this. I'll take a moment and I'll listen to them and I will actively listen to them mm-hmm. and I will reiterate what they're saying and I will, you know, you you say back, okay, so what I'm hearing is this mm-hmm. and I understand your frustrations. I, you know, I, I totally get it. If I was in your shoes, I would feel the same way. And then you kind of smooth things over Almost and then you offer right? a solution. Yep. yep. And I find that it's easier when you have a solution-based approach to anything it's, you always get better results. Absolutely, because it's like you could be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, they're wanting, I don't know, a refund, right, of whatever. Okay, we know that it can't be done, but what can we do? You mm-hmm. know, and just kind of like, all right, well, just these are things that can be done and just right. kind of offer different kind of workarounds. Mm-hmm. And even if it, at the end of the day, if they still don't get what they want, at least they'll know that I was listened to and I know what to do going right. forward. Right. So that's how I handle those kind of confrontations. Mm-hmm. But I think the more difficult ones are the ones where, where I, I guess I'm, if, if I'm in front of a bully or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say I I feel lucky enough to really not have that in my life anymore. I've gotten rid of the bullies mm-hmm. in my life. So I don't have to really deal with that. And then I feel lucky enough to work in a place where that doesn't really exist. Right. But in the times that it has, mm-hmm. um, I feel that making them, I guess, rep- Kind of going back to the whole listening thing where mm-hmm. it's like repeat back what they're saying to right. you. You're like, so what you're telling me or what you're saying to me is da 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 to to make them kind of feel like, wait a minute, have them really say the thing that they're maybe dancing around mm-hmm. and have them feel like let let them realize that they're being the bully. I don't know if that makes right. any sense. But I, I mean, it's just what it's a tough thing to deal with, I mm-hmm. think, especially as an adult because Part of me is also kind of taken aback by it because mm-hmm. I'm just like, what, is this really happening? Right. Are, are these words really coming out mm-hmm. of their mouth? Well, part of it is it goes back to that whole maturity level yeah. and that we've talked about before, where regardless of age, you have certain maturity levels and somebody can be, you know, 40s, 50s and have the maturity that you would <sighs> think that you would see in a 20 year old. Versus, yeah. you know, someone who actually takes the time, like you said, to listen and to um, understand that there are different perspectives of things and there's multiple ways to solve a problem. But <laughs> and see, that's it's not always their way. Yeah. yeah. That's like it com- that comes natural to us, mm-hmm. I, I say, I think. And it's frustrating mm-hmm. when you try to explain that to others because you're just like, why can't you? Why wouldn't you want to see mm-hmm. the other person's point of view? Right. Like, I get accused sometimes of being wishy-washy or um, I get accused of, like, sitting on the fence or or not picking a side. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, like, I like to listen mm-hmm. to both sides. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, a lot of the time, the problem is that 
you guys aren't seeing each other's sides Mm -hmm. and one person is just adamant at seeing it their way and they do not want to bend. And my thing is like, I will try to understand where the other person's coming Mm -hmm. from and understand that they're human and give them grace and empathy and, and just try to understand. And I feel that that's made me victim of like people take advantage of that. Right. So you're, you come off as being gullible. Yeah, or naive mm-hmm. even. And it's like, no, no, it's not. I'm just legitimately, I understand mm-hmm. that the world isn't just my perspective. Right. I understand that the world is everyone's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that just boggles my brain. Because yeah. like the reality that I'm seeing right now is literally just my brain decoding. Right, it's, it is truly your perception yep. of the, you know, play yep. of events. <laughs> and, because somebody could be standing right next yeah. to you and have a completely different perspective on every bit of it like oh my gosh like it's just the brain is just so crazy yeah. because 100 yeah. percent, and and they may totally just not see it or right and you know and the, you know the reason behind that or at least i i think this, this could all just be whatever but i think it's because our perspectives are all made up of past events okay our perceptions, our previous perceptions of other situations or scenarios that resemble this scenario that we are facing right now, mm-hmm. what has happened. Therefore, how do we react knowing how those transpired? Right. How do we react? And I think that's where a lot of, even with conflict, I feel like that's where it, it comes into play. Because we have our mind so focused on what has happened before or how things have went before that that's what we are expecting to see. So it's that expectation that causes us to gear up for this battle, whereas this situation may not have been anything like that. Or you may not be dealing with a person like you were previously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, when people are confused, when they are um, just for whatever reason, they, they aren't understanding the entire situation, their first response is to get angry. Mm-hmm. And to act aggressively or to come off strong because that's their defense. That's defense. Their defense yep. And that's how they have had to operate in the past. Therefore, when they're presented with this situation, that's the automatic first response because yeah. that's, that's the gut response. Yeah. It's that knee jerk reaction. So, exactly. Because like, that's like what their neuropathways are like, what meant to do. Like, oh, this happened. So then this is how I'm going to react. And, right. You know, I'm. I don't know, like I'm constantly still trying to mm-hmm. learn different things. And, and when I see other perspectives, I'm like, oh, okay. Like if anyone gets in an argument with me or um, like a political battle or whatever, mm-hmm. I really am like, all right, tell me, tell me why. Mm-hmm. Tell me your perception. And then I'll hear their passion, hear their beliefs. Right. And then part of me is like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, I could, I could understand that or I could see that. But when it comes to politics, I'm just like, listen, it's uh, like, it's the same. Like mm-hmm. it's can't, that can't everyone just see that it's like, it's literally, Oh, the left and the right are like fighting each other. But yeah. there's like, look at the bigger picture. Just look at the mm-hmm. bigger picture. Who, who's pulling the strings? It's uh sorry. That went on a, that went on a tangent, but the point is, the world's crazy, mm-hmm. and it. I just want to scream sometimes because I'm like, how do we not? Or like listening to the news any day now, you're just like, what? 
Yeah. Like, what is this? this it's just madness. This, it's just like, it's just. What is a soap opera? What is a soap opera? <laughs> yeah, like, it, yeah. this, this, is, this cannot, like, you cannot like, be like this. Pinch yourself, like, is this real? For real. Or if you listen to any kind of, like, court proceedings and, like, how the lawyers talk and how, like, the judge talks, sometimes I'm just like, what? You feel like you're in that jury duty? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Go back and watch some old Judge Judy. Mm-hmm. Okay? You will get furious. Furious at her. Because I'm just like, what? Like, she is such a bully. Mm-hmm. Like, she is such a bully. Judge Judy, do you hear me? <laughs> you're a bully. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I know it's TV, but... That shaped a generation, man. Like, mm-hmm. that, like, people thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. Look at any show in the 90s and you're just like, what? <laughs> how, how did that fly? <laughs> how was that okay? Yeah. Like, I just, mm. but anyway, confrontation. Maybe that's where it comes from, <laughs> Judge Judy. Like, honestly, like, uh, she was such a bully to me. Like, she bullied me after school. It's the worst. Like, I would feel so bad for the people that she was talking over. And I used to be like, I remember this as a kid getting frustrated and thinking, why won't she just let them finish talking? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, let them finish. Anyway, I think that's funny. <laughs> but my thing is I cry when I'm angry. I do too. I cry at everything. I cry at everything. My first reaction is to cry. It's like, what the? Come on. I'm happy. Cry. Sad. Sad cry. cry. Angry. Cry. <laughs> Nauseous. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, I, and so sometimes it's like, I can't get my words out Mm -hmm. because I'm just so angry. Like I remember once I had to be confrontational to Chris's dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was so scary. Like I overheard Mm -hmm. him saying something like, oh, like accusing me of something or I don't remember exactly what it was, but I heard. And so I bust into the garage where they were talking and I'm like, are y'all talking about me? <laughs> it was so out of character that both of them were stunned. Yeah. They were so stunned they couldn't speak. Like both of them looked up like like are we in trouble? <laughs> because when I get angry, yeah. it's just so not yeah. like you're like who is that person? Yeah. Cuz I But see part of that my temper. But see part of that cuz I'm like that too. Part of that Casey mad. I think, oh, that's the pro- because I I go from being okay to literally going psycho. Like, I, I completely flip out. And Jonathan is like, what, <laughs> what is going to, like, <laughs> contain yourself? And part of that, I'm sure, is because I let things build yeah. until I absolutely explode. Yeah. And it's over the tiniest yeah, little thing. But to me, that, that really, back. yeah, because to me, it's so much more. It's like the floodgates just open. Yeah. And, like, I'd become a completely different person, and I just let go, and I, I feel better afterwards. Yeah. I feel better afterwards, but I also feel bad because oh, yeah. of, I, I hurt feelings, and I do things that probably, I sh- you know what I'm saying, like, I say yeah. things that, I, I I've had you know, to, I've had to not apologize, good. yeah, I've yeah. had to go and apologize and say sorry, like, I mean, but growing up, that's how it was, like, I realize now, when you think about any kind of any kind of behavior you express as an adult, mm-hmm. you can trace that sucker back mm-hmm. to a child, to what happened right. when you were a kid, right. what made you be that way. Mm-hmm. And so I can easily be like, mm, chaos, I get it. 
I know where that came mm-hmm. from. Because I remember, like, my mom, she would, like, explode off of something. Mm-hmm. But then literally the moment she was done, she was like, okay, I'm done now. Everything's yeah. fine. And we're just still like, <laughs> we're like what? Like, you just, like, we're still freaked you out. freaked out on us. <laughs> like, what the? How can we? Oh, uh, I'm fine now. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, but you know what? I've done that now. And I'm like, I totally yeah. relate. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, I'll call her sometimes. I'll be like, mom, I remember that. And I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like the littlest, like the things that would drive her nuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I... Like, see those things in me now. And, like, even Chris will be like, you know, all the things that you say would, like, you know, grind your gears. Mm, you need to you need to see. You need to <laughs> yeah. just check yourself. Just check yeah. yourself in the mirror. I love you, but look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's just, like, it, it's just part of self-awareness and growing. Mm-hmm. And basically every single time I – and I tell Chris, I'm like, look – you are the person who gets to see me uh, like the uh, like right me a hundred percent so some some like a comment from you is isn't going to be like hurt my isn't going to hurt my might hurt Mm -hmm. my villains but it's okay (laughs) like it's i would rather it come from you like my i remember my mom used to say things like that don't wouldn't you rather it come from me than you know such and such Mm -hmm. um so if i'm I don't know, like I'm accused of talking too loud sometimes or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I would rather it, it come from someone that I care about than like, I mean, I can't imagine a stranger right. coming up to me saying shut up, but right. they might. So yeah, <laughs> who knows? But I don't know. It's just, um, I'm just always on the, I'm always hungry to like grow. Mm-hmm. And I realize that like I'll never be done. And once I came to that conclusion that I'll never be done, like the stress of trying to be good or be perfect mm-hmm. or whatever just melted. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm human. I'll never be done. Let me let me just live life and, you know, just try to enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. well, this is what I wanted so much when I was a kid. I was running towards being adult. Right. And now I'm here. Yeah. So it's like it's not it. as fun. It's no. not as fun as I'm you would have thought. I'm making it. I am on the path of, like I mentioned to you, finding my pockets of peace. Like finding my just any time that I could think mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, what's something I could do right now? Because I can. Yeah. Because I'm a grown up. <laughs> like, what can I do? <laughs> I'm going to go it eat in, chocolate ice cream right involve, now. <laughs> yeah. Like doesn't involve necessarily spending money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, just trying to find the things that just make me happy. So just like sitting in my own living room sometimes, it's like, oh, come mm-hmm. here, petting my dog, you know, just finding those pockets of peace. So I don't know. That's how I deal with confrontation, the end. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. What about like, can you think of something, I guess, kind of recent um, that maybe – like maybe going back, you're like, hmm, that could have been done differently. Oh, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things, especially the moments where I blow up. Like the moments that, especially because I have a tendency to do that on Jonathan. The closest, and that's the, and that's the, that's the, that's the, that's that. the biggest problem is like, I'm fine. And I'm like, I'll be okay. And then all of a sudden, like one little thing and I just explode. And then I have to apologize for it. And like, I feel bad afterwards. Right. And 
So I would definitely probably do those all over. Like I would completely do it different because it's like as soon as it happens, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. you know, I didn't need to do that. Um, so definitely those situations. Um, but they're very in like they're they I, I can like our entire marriage, our seven years of being together may have done it two or three times. I don't think I've I've done it any more than that. I think I lose my temper mostly with my mom, to mm-hmm. be honest. And I had an epiphany with her last time I went to California. And I told her, you know, because she's like, she accused me of being mean. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, I get that. And I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because I kind of anticipate what you're going to say before you say it. And then you say it and it's just like, uh. And it's like, you're, you're mothering me. Right. Like you're, you know, did you, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? And it's like, yeah, like seriously, like you called me to ask. What is her personality type? Oh, she's a two. Okay. And, you know, so she's like, just like trying to relate and I get that. And it's like, I know that she's trying to have a connection with me and have a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And the only relationship she had with me all my life was being my mom. Right. So she's still trying to be my mom. And it's like, I get that. I am, I'm always going to want my mom, Mm -hmm. but. At this point in life, like, we could talk about other things. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, just because there's, like, a lull in the conversation. And I've noticed that it's when I'm not contributing to the conversation, Mm -hmm. she'll kind of default into mothering mode, Mm -hmm. which is, did you do this? Did you do that? What about that? Have you called your grandma? Have you done this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So I had an epiphany, and I'm like, that's how she is trying to love me. And I have to switch that in my brain mm-hmm. and realize where that's coming right. from instead of triggering you to anger because it does trigger mm-hmm. me to anger so i told her i said you know there to the every to most people i come across as being very bubbly and kind and you know wouldn't hurt a fly da, mm-hmm. da, da. but those that know me know that i'm a little meanie but and i can be mm-hmm. and i can just blow up and just you know have an attitude and it's only those that are close to me Mm -hmm. real close to me that see that side Mm -hmm. so unfortunately the ones that are closest to me get the worst version of me right um because i'm comfortable Mm -hmm. enough to take my mask Mm -hmm. off right and i can just a hundred percent be me Mm -hmm. so whatever feeling i'm feeling there's no filter you can express it. the filter is gone Mm -hmm. so with chris i mean i could say things to him that just that I would never in a million years say to anybody else mm-hmm. because it's like a mean thing to say yeah. or something or uh, not necessarily it's a mean thing. And I, I'm just using that as an example, but it's just like that off the cuff type stuff. Um, same with my mom. Mm-hmm. So like if she's annoying me, like she'll know that she is. Whereas someone who is annoying me and they're like an acquaintance, like I can... You know, like they'll never know right. that they were ignoring because I'll be like, no, I'm fine, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, but it's like, but my, but my brother, people who like grew up with me. So my brother, mm-hmm. Lily probably, and um, Chris and my mom like mm-hmm. get these bad versions of me. And I feel bad about that because I don't think that there, there should be a bad, but like they just get a part of me. They get, mm-hmm. they get that. And I don't know. And I think that might be something similar mm-hmm. to, to you and Jonathan. It's like, 
and what I told her, I was like, hmm, maybe you could flip it in your brain, mom, when I'm mean to you. Just know that it's because I love you so much and I'm so <laughs> comfortable with you that I can be a total B-word. <laughs> and it's because I love you and you are privy to that. Right. And only a few, literally like maybe three, four people in my life can get that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's like, hmm, I feel so lucky. <laughs> She's like, can you just please give it to someone else? <laughs> can you can you can you love me less? <laughs> can you be less comfortable with me, please? But I mean, I don't know. Like it's just I think it's just that if you've spent any kind of prolonged time with anyone, because I mm-hmm. mean I'm guessing with coworkers it gets that way too. Mm-hmm. Where Well like, Yeah, it's like the moment time, you become family. Yeah. That you know? mask kind of comes mm-hmm. off or you know, that acting yeah. that you put on when you're in public. And I thought mm-hmm. I thought everyone does that. Mm-hmm. No. No. Chris doesn't. The face he's wearing is the face he'll wear in front of the priest, in front of this person, in front of that. He yeah. doesn't put on faces. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I thought everyone did. But mm-hmm. no. No, there's people that just don't. Yeah. have li- Like, they literally are like, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. I'll be this way. I might censor myself in front of a child. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. Yeah. That's Chris. That's Jonathan, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, that's, that's the eights. That's the eights yeah. in our lives, I think. Yeah, but, I mean the blunt, like yeah. just absolute. I am who I am. Yeah, and but he, he says yeah. what I'm thinking, though. I'll uh-huh. say that. Like Chris is the mouthpiece to my to my brain. Mm-hmm. And so I I guess we're we help each other, just kind of even each other out. So I yeah. I soften his bluntness, and he makes me more blunt. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and even Jonathan will say this: is that. When he first met me, when we first started dating, mm-hmm. I'd say, not when he first met me. Well, it would go back to then. But when we first started dating to the point that we're at now, he, he'll he tell you I am more outspoken, more assertive, um, even in some situations more confrontational than I was when we first started and I think it's because I have seen him assert himself and actually handle situations. Yeah, and then you realize, oh, and they still don't hate him, right? Or, exactly, you know, and, and like, I'm like, oh, okay, so it did respect. get the result, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is learning when to go about it a certain way, picking the picking the right because there yeah. there are times where I look at Chris and I'm like, okay, we could have handled that one a little differently, exactly. And the neat thing is, like, he'll listen. Like, he'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You know, because it's, like, another perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I will say, and I bet you if you think about it, too, like, Jonathan is probably a lot more thoughtful on different things mm-hmm. than he probably wasn't before. Where And Chris, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like his relationships with um, his sister and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like, things like that are better, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because a different perspective was, was, was brought right. up and, like... You know, as far as even in like work ambition and stuff, mm-hmm. things like that, um, because that's something that that I'm rubbing off on him, and mm-hmm. then he's rubbing off that assertiveness and being mm-hmm. able to have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. and that stuff I never had yeah. in the workplace. Yeah, and like in my new job, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, who is this girl? Yeah. Like, who is she? Like, part of me, like, I'm <laughs> thinking that one day someone's gonna be like, quit being so dang conceited. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, no, you don't understand. I had zero self confidence. <laughs> like, 
at, like at one point in time I had like, like yeah. I was just so meek and mm-hmm. just well you know I still I still battle with that the the whole confidence factor and it's almost so when I started um working as a pharmacist it was that um what do they call it oh gosh imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. Yeah. and it was like you know like mm-hmm. like am I really doing this like yeah. it's this I, oh, you mean I have to make these decisions yes. and I have to, you know, stand behind all of this stuff and I have to do this and that. And I it's like, trust my judgment. Yeah. It's what? like, I'm the one making these judgment calls. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, like it's sure? that, it's that meme where it's like, you know, someone is asking you or they're saying something to you and you're looking around for the adult and you realize you're the adult in the room. And yes. it's, it's very much that situation where it's like, oh, wait, I'm the pharmacist. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but imposter that, syndrome yeah. is real and it yeah. affects the most uh, successful mm-hmm. people because of that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like for so long, you look to others for the answers. I mean, that's what school's like. That's what, I mean, that's the. <laughs> That's yeah, what like you're you're, up you're to. told every like you're told every what you have to do, what you're supposed to say, what you know, all when you're this kid, stuff. Yeah, when mm-hmm. you're a kid, you listen to the adults. When you're in mm-hmm. school, you listen to your teachers. When you're a young adult, you listen to your college professors. When you're still a young adult, you listen to your bosses. Mm-hmm. And it's at some point, and I'm thinking it's in your 30s mm-hmm. because we're there now, mm-hmm. that you start to realize, wait a minute, mm-hmm. we're the grown-ups. Yep. We're going to be the ones saying what you know, what's mm-hmm. best for our life and who are you to tell me who am I, you mm-hmm. know, and that confidence, I think, I mean, trust me, I've met confident teenagers mm-hmm. and confident well, I think adults, I think a lot more now. Yes. Because Gen Z raised, is, yeah. They're being they're raised actually, by confident. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're, the things I look back during my childhood and it's like the, you see the. The way, mm, I don't, I don't know necessarily how to say it. So, the the way women were treated, even in the nineties, mm-hmm. like I said, the Both way those soap operas, right? It shows. was like women, women were, if you weren't, you were like a sex symbol, mm-hmm. or you were a joke. It was, you it were was a joke. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was almost. And I like I don't. We were still almost seen as possessions, not as individuals in a a way. Yeah. And it was, and it's like I having to live through that, having to live through that whole. You have to be a size two. You have to look a certain way. You have to have blonde hair and blue eyes. You have to um, talk this way and Mm -hmm. walk this way and be this way and you know all of these things. And I didn't realize how much of an impression it left on me until I'm sitting here, thirty-four years old, still battling these things yeah. with my like body image, and like how I process things, how I think of things, and I'm like, I'm still very much stuck on these feelings when yeah. I was a kid, where it's like, no matter what, I'm just not good enough because I'm never going to look like that person or be that person. And it's like, I still find myself, like today, this is just, you know, um, I went to lay out. And last year I had bought, because I was like on this health journey and I was like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get in shape and all of this. 
And so I bought myself a thong bikini, <laughs> right? I, I do not have the confidence for that. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> after Jonathan's papa passed, just the, since September, I have gained weight. And I'm back to being mm, kind of at my highest weight that I've been. And today I went to lay out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on that bikini. Yeah. And I was staring at myself in the mirror with this bikini on. And I even told Jonathan, I was like, I just, I feel ugly. Like, I don't like the way I look. And it's like, I was like, he was like, what, what don't you like about it? He was like, I I think it looks good. Mm -hmm. What don't you like? And then I started like pointing out, pointing out everything. And he's like. He probably didn't even see it, it. It doesn't. Yeah, he was like, "You're you're pointing at things that don't even matter." Oh. And I was like, "It was one of those moments where you you have to like take a second and be like, you know what? You're like, right. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And it's it's only to me that these things matter. And it's like, but if if I was to have worn this to the beach, mm-hmm. who would have cared? Mm-hmm. People don't care. Something I tell myself is like, am I looking at other people? I'm not. And if right. I do see someone, you know what I think? I think go good you. for them. Yeah. Like it's it's like that's what I feel. Look at that confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 100%. then and then I look back at myself and I'm like, why don't I have that confidence? You know? And it's like something you practice, right? And it's like I was always, I don't I don't know. It was just things that during like i don't know well weight was such a huge well thing. that and that's yeah. the thing is i remember being in seventh grade and this is this sounds really bad and i don't mean it to be bad like that mm-hmm. but in seventh grade i was not i was skinny i was skinny mm-hmm. and i remember somebody close to me told me that i needed to um go on a diet <gasps> because the way i was eating i was going to end up gaining all this weight but you weren't I went for two solid weeks. I ate less than a thousand calories because Uh, I was terrified uh, that I was going to gain weight. Oh my god! And then, like, I I eventually like went back to you know what I'm saying? Because like seventh grade, you're what twelve? Yeah, you're like twelve, eleven, twelve, twelve years old. Growing. Um, (laughs) like you're allowed to eat chocolate and you're allowed to eat. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, that was one of those moments that I look back now as an adult. And I'm like, oh, I should have seen it then. But you, but you don't because you're caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and so since, I can tell you, since I was in seventh grade, I have had these psych, like it literally, I I go through these yeah. food battles. Right. And it's like, and I know, I know that's an issue, you know? Because but it's just. And it's because it's so like ingrained and it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like sometimes you have to sit with these i call them knots like Mm -hmm. they're like these knots of like these feelings Mm -hmm. so sitting with your feelings it's like combing out a knot in your hair you just you just keep at it and you just find where it's at because when i'm combing my hair and i got curly crazy hair when i'm combing it i'll get to it, it seems like totally unmanageable mm-hmm. at first it's like i could barely even get the comb through right but i start from the bottom i go up little by little i find the knot i carefully take mm-hmm. it out and i imagine that that's how it is and that's how i imagine sitting with my feelings mm-hmm. is i visualize that. right so i'm sitting with my feelings i'm like why am i feeling this why am i feeling this and mm-hmm. i try to feel where in my body mm-hmm. i'm actually feeling it mm-hmm. some of those feelings it's like you feel it here up in your chest. Mm-hmm. Some of these feelings, you feel it down in your stomach. It's like a knot 
feeling. Some of these feelings, it's just like, it's like, oh, it's like, um, like you feel it up your in your head, head and, and it's like in your head and it's like, sometimes it's like, I just need to put my hair up uh-huh. and it's like crazy how, and I don't know if this is just me having sensor, sensory issues, certain, like I try feeling where it is in my body and then I'll like sit with that feeling and I'll just pick at it and pick uh-huh. at it and try to be like, all right, I feel this way because... And you traced it back right. because of this one situation. And then mm-hmm. I'll visualize, it sounds so silly, I'll visualize me as an adult coming to me as a kid in that moment mm-hmm. and just like telling them like, okay, that was a lie or, right. or be like, you know, it's going to be okay mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give myself the words that I should have been hearing right. at that point in time, not what was being told to mm-hmm. me, not the situation that was being done or whatever and i think that's called what shadow work or something or um it's like healing your inner child essentially mm-hmm. it's woo woo but it's true like it 100 percent. i feel helps if you sit there and you know some people do it during meditation i i have to get better at that i am not haven't really practiced that but essentially that's what you're doing when you're right. sitting there with your feelings so sometimes i'll just shut the radio off on my commute and mm-hmm. i'm like all right why well, am i feeling this what do i need to do and what needs to happen mm-hmm. And then once I kind of figure out where it's coming from, I, at that point in time, decide to take that, give that power away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need that to have any right. kind of power over me. It, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it ends here. And I feel like I've been able to, like, the things that I was very insecure about to this day. I mean, I'm always going to struggle with things here and there, but I feel that for the most part, I hacked that part Mm -hmm. of life which is like figuring out what it is and then taking away that power Mm -hmm. and practicing that doing it over and over and over again until it my knee-jerk reaction isn't that bad thought anymore Mm -hmm. my knee-jerk reaction is now this new one that I've put in my brain because our brains can change over time They do change over time. Mm -hmm. And it's when you don't practice these things, they stay the same. And so that's why you meet these 80-year-old men that act like they're 12, Mm -hmm. 14, or whatever, because they just stopped. Stop trying to change that way of thought. Mm -hmm. And that's why you'll sometimes meet, like, 60, 70-year-old men who are just, like, totally with Mm -hmm. it because they've got – they got it. Mm -hmm. They understood. And men and women. But – I think that would be very helpful, like a very, and it's something that I, I try to practice is just that, um, finding where the, that feeling is Mm -hmm. and then like attacking it, Mm -hmm. like with, with intention and being honest with yourself. So when it comes to like body image issues, like girl, like that is something to this day I struggle with. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up with, in a family that weight is very much um, just a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's obsessed over? <laughs> it's obsessed over. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when I went to California, I had a warn Chris, hey, mm-hmm. my grandma's going to say something about my weight. Just mm-hmm. be, be forewarned. Mm-hmm. And she did. Um, my cousin was showing my grandma a picture of her sister for her, uh, um, what do you call it? Her 
bachelorette or mm-hmm. no, her wedding thing and she made a comment about something and we're like, Grandma, you don't, we don't say things like that. We don't, we don't talk, we don't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, what? I was just saying, like, I was just conversing. I was just saying. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, no, that's not okay. But I guess certain things you can be like, oh, okay, well, that's their generation. But right. it just makes you realize, yeah, that's their generation, but you were raised with that. Right. So those issues and those body image issues and those trains of thoughts mm-hmm. and those things mm-hmm. are in our brain yeah. and they are the reason why we yeah. are we are the way yeah. we are. So you know you know what's funny? Or what when you were just saying that, you know what I thought of? What? Don't worry, darling. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Where it was like that entire the entire premise of that movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where they were in this like, no spoilers. It's a great movie, though. Yeah. It's been out long enough. Everybody should have watched it. <laughs> yeah. If they were going to watch it by now, they should yeah. have. But, but for real, though. Yeah, like, because it was like in this little, you know, the woman in yeah. the little dress yeah. and cleaning the house and doing all the stuff while the man works. And, the you know, and it's like that's not necessarily what you were just talking about, but it's kind of along the same lines Yep. of what is expected of the female and the female body and the, all this stuff. And it's like trying to break that cycle, yeah. trying to break that. And you know what I'm saying? And then in the end to find out that it was all a made fake. up thing anyway. Yeah. So it's all fake. Yeah. Like it means nothing. Like, yeah. who cares? Like what we, our bodies are just our, just our meat sack. Who cares? <laughs> like whatever. It gets yeah. me from point A to point B. Good yeah. job, legs. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just about, I don't know. But anywho, that was a yeah. good a good conversation, I think, mm-hmm. but we can end it. We can if we want to. Yeah. Here. But I, I want to leave today with on a good note, which is love your body. Mm-hmm. Your body will love you. <laughs> <laughs> and our body wants to. Here's yeah. the, here's something. Your body, you're the most important person mm-hmm. to your body. Mm-hmm. Like think of you contain multitudes. There are so many different things, like how many different like little, like things are in our tummy, like yeah. how many little germ thingy bobbers are like in us that we are sustaining and we are the most important thing to them. Right. Let's be, they, it wants to work for us. Mm-hmm. So let's help it. Yeah. <laughs> let's get your, get your gut, my gut microbiome yeah. like good and yeah. you'll feel better and yeah, good times. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>